All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. We're going to be discussing were there any bright spots for the Falcons in their Sunday loss to the 49ers. But we'll have plenty to discuss about the Falcons' offensive line and their defensive woes and what the team needs to do to fix them, as well as what's left to play for in 2021 with our guest, none other than Dave Choate of the Falcoholic today on Locked on Falcons. You are Locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong on Twitter, at falcfans, writing Occasionally weekly content at the Falcoholic, the SB Nation website for the Atlanta Falcons. And of course, the host of this preeminent Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, I am joined by none other than our guest, Dave Choate of the Falcoholic. And today's topics are going to be focusing a little bit on this 49ers game. Uh, in the disappointment, we'll talk about the positives, but we'll also talk about the negatives, but mostly with the focus on how the Falcons can improve their offensive line as well as their defense heading into the offseason now that the Falcons playoff hopes are dashed. And now that the Falcons playoff hopes are dashed, we'll be talking about what's left to play for, what's left to focus on uh, for fans like yourselves watching and listening to today's Lockdown Falcons for the remainder of this 2021 season. But before we get into all of that, for those of you that are watching and listening today's Locked On Falcons, I always thank you guys for making Locked On Falcons your first listen each and every day. And of course, Locked On Falcons is free and available on a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple Odyssey, Google, and Spotify. And of course, now free and available on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Falcons YouTube channel. And when you do, make sure you give us that thumbs up and leave a comment and all that jazz. But without further ado, let's introduce the guest, none other than the Dave, uh, the head honcho, Dave Choate, the Dave uh, at the Dave Choate uh, at the Falcoholic. But uh, Dave, my friend, welcome back to the show. I could get used to the Dave, so I'm, I'm good with that. Thank you for that. The it's Dave. good to be back. All right. Thank <laughs> you. So um, today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about this 49ers game. And, you know, let's let's start off on a positive foot. What were any, if there were uh, any bright spots in this 49ers loss? Yeah, um, to me, it's a, it's a very short list of things that are positives from the, the 49ers loss. Uh, I thought Russell Gage had a couple of beautiful catches. I think those were, were highlights of the day. I think that that first play of the game was pretty magical and I thought we were we were heading for good things for a short time and so that was nice for about three to five minutes I guess it was and uh yeah that was it that's all I got yeah, it was that's it. it was that's not a great day. yeah 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 I mean you know for someone who's a special teams nerd like myself I, I enjoyed the special teams performance of the of the game all, all phases of special teams look good you know so when I go back and watch the film Tomorrow for like those seven plays, I'll, I will enjoy those seven plays. And as you mentioned, you know, a couple of those plays from Russell Gage, and and that's that's probably about it. So um, you know, a lot of the struggles that the Falcons had uh, were up front on the offensive line, and it's interesting because we know that the offensive line really stumbled coming out of the gates this season, but seemed to kind of get it right 
you know, starting around week three and, and seemed to be fine over like that six game stretch from week three to week nine. And then now you look at the last six games, you know, you can make a case in four, if possibly five of the last six games, maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars game is the only exception where the offensive line looked like it held up pretty well in that game, but it's been probably the most glaring weakness. I would love to hear someone come up with an argument on what's been a bigger weakness for this uh, team in offense over the last six weeks. And so I guess my question for you, Dave, is do we look at this most recent six game stretch as what we use to evaluate this offensive line heading into the offseason and looks like a unit that needs a lot of work? Or do we look at that previous six game stretch where they were mostly getting the job done and say, okay, you know, with development, with coaching, we can get more games like that next year. And maybe this unit doesn't need as much work. Where do you sort of rest on that conversation? I think it's a little bit of both, but I lean toward the last six games being the ones that we need to look at a little bit more closely. I think, you know, realistically, probably at least three of these guys are going to be here as starters next year. So you're going to count on, you know, development in another offseason doing wonders for, you know, let's say Matt Hennessy, Jake Matthews, and, and Chris Lindstrom. Um, Lindstrom doesn't need that much work, but... You know, so we saw that they're capable of playing well, um, but the fact that we're we're getting deeper into the season, you know, this starting line has really been together as a unit pretty much all year long, um, and we're seeing what looks an awful lot like regression, or at least you know coming up against tough opponents and just getting pushed around, um, and it's really making the offense completely incapable of doing much of anything. And to me, like that's, that's an alarming thing. You've had this time together, you've had this time to to develop and, you know, maybe these things aren't linear, but you should not be getting that much worse as the season goes along. If everybody's, you know, healthy and, and playing together. And I, I think the last six games have been instructive in terms of, you know, when you've got tough opponents, when, you know, your, your passing game is already struggling and you really need that that extra time for Matt Ryan and, and his receivers to get something going. And, and it just can't happen because, you know, especially against the 49ers, you have just way too much pressure coming in. It's, it's a bad sign. I, I think it's a sign that there are limitations here. You probably just can't coach out or, or develop out of these guys. Um, and I think... It's a tough one, too, because, you know, the Falcons are clearly committed to seeing what Jalen Mayfield in particular can do with a whole season under his belt. But, you know, are they just going to call this whole season a sunk cost? You know, a, a, we took a look and, and now we're going to move on or not. And and I think that's kind of a question you have to ask yourself across the board, seeing what this line has done the last six games and knowing that if they're anywhere near this again next year, you're probably going to have the same problems no matter what you do elsewhere. I think that's all fair. Uh, we will not be taking a trip to Caleb McGarry Island on today's episode of Locked on Falcons. Maybe <laughs> tomorrow when we get to the all 22 and I get a chance to look at that. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about sort of the continuity that they've had up front. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. We we did miss one start for Caleb McGarry against that in, against Miami earlier this season. But you've had the same five starters starting 15 or I'm sorry, 13 out of the 14 games and everybody else has started all 14 games. And, you know, I haven't necessarily gone back and looked at it, but I just recall when I used to keep track of this over like 20 years, going back to like, I think 2000, 2002 with the Falcons, you know, or I think even in the late nineties where you look at the years where they have 
that sort of continuity and stability up front usually coincides with the team having a lot of success. And it doesn't seem like, you know, this year seems to be kind of an outlier in that regard. So we'll, you know, I, I think we'll sort of see how this offensive line performs over the next three games. You know, I, I think they should hopefully get a nice reprieve against the lions. Cause the lions also have a, a very lackluster pass rush. Although if they struggle against this lions group, that's, going to spell problems and then they get a tough game against Buffalo. And then obviously a a team against new Orleans at the end of the year uh, that has consistently given this offensive line problems going back the last, you know, four or so seasons. So there there will be some opportunities for them to, I guess, to really kind of prove whether or not this most recent six game stretch uh, is sort of what we, what the standard is going to be heading into the off season, or will we get more games like we saw in the middle of the season where they were decent uh, and, and sort of can wash this bitter taste out of our mouth. But that's where we'll leave the conversation about the Falcons offensive line, flip to the other side of the ball and talk a little bit more about this defense and what we saw on Sunday and sort of what areas the Falcons need to prioritize with upgrading that side of the ball this off season. As we continue today's locked on Falcons here, with Dave Choate of the Falcoholic. But, you know, we're talking about the offensive line and there's not a whole lot of power, it seems, with those guys. But you guys listen to podcasts and you get the power of knowledge when you do. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so that you can listen to all the latest episodes of the Locked on Falcons podcast, the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do all at the speed of 5G with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge that you'll gain just how powerful will you become switch to Boost Mobile and find out get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G phone when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks more power to save Boost Mobile Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. And for all phones and networks, see boostmobile.com for details. So the Falcons Super Bowl chances are now out the window now that they've been virtually eliminated from the playoffs. But your Super Bowl chances are not out the window because Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is just less than 60 days away now. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place Score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com dot com slash SB five six or search Super Bowl on location for more info. So continuing today's Locked On Falcons podcast with Dave Choate talking about the Falcons defensive performance against this 49ers team as well as this entire season. We saw the defense get gashed a number of times in this game against the 49ers. What do you sort of think was the biggest problem that you witnessed for this defense specifically on Sunday against the 49ers? And what do you think is the biggest issue that you've witnessed on this defense throughout the entire season? I think probably similar problems in in both areas. Um, You know, I look at this defense and sort of one thing flows into another for me. Um, The fact that you can't consistently get pressure allows, you know, 
the 49ers to kind of do whatever they want. It gives Jimmy G the time to sit back there, wait a little bit, throw, you know, a short pass. The fact that uh, once a guy's in the open field, the Falcons can't seem to make that tackle, um, certainly not to punish anybody for, you know, a three-yard pass um, that turns into a 30-yard pass, as we saw against the 49ers multiple times. That's an issue. I just think that this defense is is sort of across the board, not good enough and, and not usually aggressive enough so that every single small mistake is magnified and then it, it really kind of becomes one of those strings of dominoes, right? You knock one down and they all keep going. And I, I think I could say the, the biggest issue is the lack of a pass rush because I think at the end of the day, that's kind of where I land um, as I have for how many years? Yeah, <laughs> a long time. Wow, wow. A long, long time. Um, but I think it is more than that, right? You know, it's just, it's a question of this team not being able to do the big things or the little things well. And when you get a, a team that can get anything going through the air with a short passing game that's effective, they're just unable to counter it entirely. And we just haven't seen them them fix that at all. Obviously, the last game against the Buccaneers was sort of the gold standard of how you execute that. The the 49ers weren't quite that crisp, but it's, it's really kind of the same problem. I, I think there's enough talent here in the secondary in particular that they shouldn't look this bad all the time. But I, I think you just have too many, too many mistakes being made on every level. Now, you know, that you always have the debate that rages, you know, how do you build your defense? Do you build it front to back? Do you build it back to front? And, you know, as you mentioned, the Falcons pass rush has been a focus of yourself, myself, and millions of people around the globe uh, or their lack of pass rush. So, you know, we've been desperately wanting them, I guess, to build it front to back these last couple of years. But, you know, where do you kind of stand on that issue heading into this offseason? Do you want to see this team? You know, obviously, ideally, you can do both, right? You can build both the front up and the back end up. Um, but, you, you know, if there's one area that you want to see this team prioritize, do you want to see that team that can build up a pass rush, build up a front line that can control the line of scrimmage and, and start stopping the run, which has been a problem for this unit as well this season? And that was fully on display against this 49ers team. Uh, or do you want to do you feel like, you know, adding a couple of playmakers on the back end? And we've seen some teams in the past do this. And we know Dean Pease, when he's had successful defenses in the past, he's had, you know, a lot of talent on the back end, whether that was Tennessee or, or Baltimore, or whatever the case may be. You know, where do you kind of lean on that sort of conversation in that debate? Yeah, t- to me, you know, you you do build, you know, sort of front to back. And I, I think it's a little bit of a cop out for me because I think the Falcons already have some talent that I like here in the secondary that I'm kind of excited to see how they build on. Obviously, A.J. Terrell is hopefully that foundational piece. He certainly looks like it, but I'm a fan of Jalen Hawkins. I'm a fan of Richie Grant, even though we haven't seen a lot of them. I'm a fan of Darren Hall. I think there are guys here that are, are useful players right now, and so hopefully you don't have to invest in the secondary quite as much as you obviously do up front. But I I also think philosophically, I would like to see this Falcons defense, you know, control the line of scrimmage. That's a big one. Like they just get pushed around too much. Um, You know, their inability to consistently impact the quarterback has been a problem forever. As you said, millions of people around the world have not enjoyed watching the Falcons on Sunday. Thanks to that. But um, to me, that's where they need to, to focus because, they already have, I think, enough pieces 
to sort of start building that solid secondary. And certainly if they have a great front seven, um, it's good enough, I think, that they can get by with that. So to me, you start from the front. That's where the talent deficit really is hugely today. But it's also where I think the Falcons have needed to be great for a long time and just haven't been. I I, I think I agree with you on that one, Dave. Um, You know, I think in terms of priorities, I think the front should be the priority. Uh, as you say, you know, if you can add some big time playmakers in the back seven, no one's going to complain about that. Uh, but uh, it, it is one of those things where we have been screaming at the heavens for years and years and years for this team to build up that front better. Uh, and it feels like, you know, how many more years are we going to be screaming at the heavens? And, and it's kind of tiresome. So at some point that's got to stop. Um, but, uh, we will, uh, continue today's locked on Falcons and, and talk a little bit more with Dave Chode about what's left to play for. Um, but, uh, you know, before we get there, guys, I want to thank you for making locked on Falcons your first listen each and every day. And I always have recommendations for what your second listen should be. And there's a lot going on with some of the other local shows in the Atlanta, Georgia area, locked on Bulldogs as you covered for their upcoming uh, playoff game in college football as well as college basketball going on of course locked on hawks is keeping you covered on all the latest with trey young now that he's in the covid protocol and see how that impacts his potential to return to madison square garter later this week uh to face off against those hated new york knicks and of course locked on Braves is giving you the latest on what's up with my cousin freddie you know i don't have any insight into what's going on with cousin Freddie in terms of what his future is going to be. Uh, but you know, the minute I hear something, I will let you guys know, but of course, locked on Braves has you covered as far as that goes. But uh, with that being said, it is the holiday season, the season of giving. Uh, and why not give yourself a little bit more money by heading over to betonline.ag, the number one spot for all your sports action. Bet Alliance has you covered all season long and will continue to have you covered this holiday season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before as we march towards the NFL and college football playoffs. But it's not just playoff football. It's regular season basketball, regular season hockey, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Uh, head to their website at betonline.ag. And when you do, uh, make sure you sign up with the promo code locked on. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus. And that means if you deposit 200 bucks, you get a hundred dollars in free money to play for. And that's hundred dollars that you could put against or for the Falcons in their upcoming matchup against the Detroit lions. So don't wait, take advantage of all the amazing offers available at bet online where the game starts. Uh, so wrapping up today's locked on Falcons here with Dave Choate of the Falcoholic, I guess the big question for you, Dave, and what the people are out here, uh, you know, tuning in for is, you know, what is left for this team to play for with three games left their playoff chances, pretty much, you know, more than zero, but probably less than two, uh, percent, depending on what website you look at, uh, you know, is it about building momentum for the off season? You know, and I know that word momentum has some dreaded connotation with Falcon fans because it stems from, you know, the previous coach building some momentum in the second half of that season. And that went absolutely nowhere. Um, is it winning a home game for the home crowd the, to see their Falcons team win one of these two remaining home games in Mercedes-Benz stadium, or is it spoiling the saints playoff potential? 
uh, in that week 18 game, you know, or is it something else? Where, where do you sort of stand on what's left for this Falcon team this season? Is it evaluation time where you see it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'd love to see them win a home game just because it's kind of embarrassing that they haven't and that they might not, you know, that's sad. Um, but if, if we're going beyond sort of like the little moral victories along the way, I, I think it is evaluation time. I think it's, you know, I've seen the argument out there. Um, people have been making it since the beginning of the season that really the whole season has been evaluation time. So why stop now? Um, especially not now that there is no real credible playoff hope if there ever was to, to push for. So I, I think to me, it's really about what can you get this team to improve over the last three weeks? You know, what are your, your youngest players that you're hopefully going to be counting on in the next couple of years? What are they capable of doing? I, I think it's time to see, you know, I, I don't expect him to be more than probably the fourth or fifth receiver next year, but I would like to see a little Frank Darby. I'd certainly like to see more Richie Grant. I'd like to see what Jalen Mayfield does over the last three games, see if he's got some some miracles in him. Um, Christmas miracle, if you want to call it that. But, you know, it, it's to me, it's important that this team really understands who's going to be here next year, who they want to bring back. And I know they've had 14 games to look at that. But now that maybe a little bit of the pressure's off, you've got some interesting situations. You're going to go play a frigid game in Buffalo pretty soon that, it may well be snowing there. Like, you know, you've got some interesting, unique situations, some different teams that you're playing. And of course, one more opportunity to beat the Saints. So just beat the Saints, uh, figure out who who matters, who's here, um, figure out if you can get any kind of passing game together over the last three weeks and give us something to build on. You know, I, I think it's less about momentum going into the off season and and hopefully this team tricking themselves into believing things that might not be true because of a hot three game streak and more about you know that bigger picture thinking and who who is here and who matters okay there you have it um i don't have anything else to add there we'll just sort of have to see what happens um you know i always look forward to this time of the year because you know the tankers get very um you know, boisterous, I guess you could say, uh, talking about, you know, oh, they're ruining their draft stock or, or whatever the case may be, which, you know, is, is fine. But, uh, you know, I, I just always enjoy that common complaint on Twitter. And, and that has been a complaint throughout the season from, you know, the, the very dedicated tankers. But all of a sudden, a lot more people become tankers in the fan base. Uh, at this point in the year. So we'll see how that goes, especially if they can have a rebound performance against this Lions team. Um, been penciling that game as a win all year long, but you know, you never know given what the Lions look like on Sunday, but uh, we'll just sort of have to see about that. And Dave, I appreciate you coming on, joining, uh, sharing your insights uh, into this 49ers game and sort of what is at stake for the rest of the season and, and sort of where you think this team needs the directions that they need to go this off season. And that being said, go ahead and plug, you know, what type of content that I may or may not be contributing to uh, this week at the Falcoholic that the listeners and the readers can, can check out. I was going to say, uh, yeah, we, we want to look out for the weekly Aaron Freeman column. Definitely. I feel like we've got some good brand synergy here at the end. We can plug. Um, but also, you know, I think just, we're going to try to think this week uh, a little bit bigger picture. Certainly we're going to 
lead up to the Lions matchup. Talk a lot about that. Um, I think the Lions are an interesting team because they are getting better at the end of the season. They're fresh off an impressive victory. They're maybe trending up in a more sustained way than than the Falcons are at the moment. So that's an interesting matchup. But also going to be talking a lot about you know where this team is likely to end up in the draft order, what that's likely to mean, and you know, as we were just discussing with the end of the season, kind of bigger picture, who's going to be here next year um, and, and what really matters for this team over the last three weeks, if much of anything. So, yeah, you know, the thing you can say about the Lions is that they've been probably a little bit more competitive against some good teams this season than we can say the Falcons have been in some of their games. So uh, we'll we'll see sort of what the Falcons have for that. Maybe this Lions team is much better than their record seems to indicate. While I think most people seem to think that the Falcons are worse than their record seems to indicate. So we'll see what narrative proves true on Sunday. And I'll see what I can do to contribute to the Falcoholics. Great content this upcoming week. I I feel like I need to start really digging deep into this Derrick Henry clone investigation that, you know, we, we got trying to figure out what's, you know, when the, when's the clone going to break out, uh, for this Falcons team, you know, if it's going to be in the calendar year of 2021 or is that something that's going to happen in 2022? But uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, you know, stay tuned to more Falcoholic uh, content to, to figure that stuff out. But Dave, I, I definitely appreciate you joining me on today's episode. Any sort of parting words or parting shots for the listeners that uh, you would like to contribute? Uh, no, I just say we could really use that Derrick Henry clone. So anytime he breaks out of the facility, they finish up with him in the easy bake oven or whatever they're doing over there would be really welcome. So looking forward to that day. Yeah. I'm reminded of the movie um, judge dread starring Sylvester Stallone uh, in Amaran Asante. Uh, spoilers for a 30 year old movie, but uh, you know, there's a lot of cloning stuff that goes on towards the end of that movie. So definitely check it out. I'm picturing some similar situation with the Derrick Henry clone, but uh, you know, all right, Dave, (laughs) there you have it. Uh, We will leave it on that point. And if you guys want to tune in for more lockdown Falcons content, you know where to find us, Apple Odyssey, Google, Spotify, and of course on YouTube and also Make sure after you check out Locked on Falcons as your first listen, check out the Locked on Bets podcast as your second listen and get those tips and tricks from Paramount Sports' Lee Sterling, the handy at capping expert on the Locked on Bets podcast, giving you his daily picks, his blowout specials, and of course, his lock of the day. And of course, you can find Locked on Bets on the same podcast platforms that you can find Locked on Falcons. Dave, uh, appreciate it. Uh, we will be back with more Locked on Falcons tomorrow talking all 22 and in, in answering any questions that people send in. Uh, of course, if you have questions that you want to get answered on tomorrow's episode, you can send them in via Twitter to locked on Falcons via Facebook to locked on Falcons via email to locked on Falcons at mail.com. Or you can leave a comment here on the locked on Falcons YouTube channel. Dave, again, appreciate you for joining us today and we'll be back with more locked on Falcons. I hope you have a great week.